the Lord has been speaking to me a lot this week about the importance of realizing that there are two different realms, that there's the spiritual realm and that there's the natural realm, and that the spiritual realm supersedes the natural realm. Everything that we see in the natural realm already exists in the spiritual realm. And that's why we have the keys to the kingdom where we can bind those things that we bind on earth are bound in heaven. It's not that we bind it down here and it becomes bound in heaven. No, it's as we receive instruction from God to bind things. The things that we bind in, down here on earth, they're already bound in heaven. So we can expect the results down here. And whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Same thing. What well, the instructions we receive from headquarters, the instructions we receive in prayer to loose things, they're already loosed in heaven. We're just calling heaven down to earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And so it's important for us to keep our eyes on the spiritual realm. If you have your Bible, turn with me very quickly to Colossians chapter 3. And we'll start at verse 1, and I think we'll read um, down to the third verse, yes, and I will read it out of the King James, for, excuse me, out of the Amplified Classic Version. So if you have it, let me know. I've got it. Mm -hmm. All right, it says, if then you have been raised with Christ... We have been raised with Christ, right? Yes. All right. So this is talking yep. about us. If then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, thus sharing his resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Verse two, and set your minds and keep them set on what is above, the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. Verse three, for as far as this world is concerned, you've died and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. Because we have been raised with Christ to a new life, because we have died with him and we have risen with him, because we have life in Christ, as far as this world is concerned, we've died. As far as everything going on, the confusion, and I really, there, there is, there's a sense of bewilderment going on. What is really going on? And you look at the craziness going on. You look at the stuff that just doesn't make sense. You look at the stuff that's, uh, that leads to hopelessness and despair. You look at the stuff that just, you, you all remember from the 70s, makes me want to holler. That kind of stuff. Well, as far as this world is concerned, we've died. You ever notice a dead person? You can't hurt them. You can't cause them to move and get offended and get worried and get stressed. They're dead. 
as far as this world is concerned, we've died. And our new, get this, real life is hidden with Christ in God. So we need to distinguish between the real life and the life that people perceive as real. Sometimes people, and even saints, especially saints, we get so caught in this carnal realm that we think this is real. We think this is it. We think this is reality. So much so that when we experience sickness in our bodies, that sometimes it's hard for us to go around telling people, no, by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. Because it looks like we're lying. Or it looks like we're grasping at straws. And the person's looking, excuse, the person's looking at you like, um, excuse me, your nose is running, coughing all over everything. What do you mean you're healed? It's because there's a lack of understanding that the spiritual realm is more real than the natural realm. We need to remember, we need to put ourselves in remembrance, we need to study the word, we need to meditate, that the spiritual realm is more real than the natural realm. And actually, it's the spiritual realm where we exist, and it's the spiritual realm where we control things. That's why we can speak and call those things that be not as though they were. That's why we can bind and we can loose. That's why we can speak the word and expect it to come to pass because we're dealing in the real realm where our real life is hidden in God in the spiritual realm. So now I'm going to go back up to verse one. It says, if then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, this life in the spirit now, where we reign in the spirit, we rule in the spirit, Thus sharing his resurrection from the dead, this is what we are to do. We are to aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures. See here, Paul is making a distinction between eternal treasures and temporal treasures. Keep your finger here because we're going to come back. But I want you to go to Second Corinthians chapter 4. When you get there, let me know there okay and we're going to look at verses um we'll start at verse 16 and i'll read it oh this is good i'm gonna read it in the amplified classic oh yeah second corinthians chapter 4 verse 16 so we're joining paul in the middle of a thought but he says therefore we do not become discouraged utterly spiritless, exhausted, and wearied out through fear. That's a lot of what I'm finding going on, and it's included in the bewilderment that I spoke of a moment ago. We do not become discouraged, utterly spiritless, exhausted, or wearied out through fear. Though our outer man is progressively decaying and wasting away, because it's in this natural realm, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day after day. So there also is a differentiation between the natural realm and the spiritual realm. In the natural, things decay, things get worse. But in the spirit, we are being renewed day after day. Verse 17, 
for our light momentary affliction. This, this I love it, this slight distress <laughs> of the passing hour, whatever's going on right now, it's, it's just a slight distress. For our light momentary affliction, this slight distress of the passing hour is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory. Beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons and calculations, a vast and transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease. That's all in the spiritual realm. That's all in the spiritual realm. So when you're looking in the natural realm and it feels like you're running out, whether it's you're running out of energy or you're running out of pizzazz or you're running out of just the will to keep going or you're running out of strength or you're running out of resources or you're running out of finances or you're running out of patience or you're running out of whatever, understand that that's in the natural. That's when you take the time to focus on your real self, which is your spirit. That's when you take time to actively engage the spiritual realm. And I'm not talking about, you know, through witchcraft and things like that, but I'm talking about that's where, when we pray in the spirit, when we pray in tongues, we're activating that spirit realm. We're engaging Holy Spirit. When we walk by faith and not by sight, we're engaging that spiritual realm, that spiritual realm, which is more, uh, which is superior to this natural realm. Verse 18, since we consider and look not to the things that are seen in this natural realm, but to the things that are unseen, that's the spiritual realm, for the things that are visible are temporal, brief and fleeting, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. So when we are looking at situations, we need to, number one, be aware that there is a difference between the natural realm and the spiritual realm. We need to, two, be aware that the spiritual realm is superior to the natural realm. And we need to, number three, actively uh, engage with that spiritual realm. That's why we go back over to Colossians chapter 3 now. If then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, thus sharing his resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures. We just talked about how the eternal treasures are the things that they're not going, they're not seen and they're not going to run out. Aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures. So for me, when I was going through this week, it was like, Lord, can you, all these loose strings, can you tie some pieces together for me? Can you, can you? He led me straight to him. He says, there is no natural solution. I'm the only solution. And I'm really not that hard to find. And it brought such joy to me, it's like, no, Lord, you are. I bet you, if I just sit down and ask you, and I did, I said, Lord, talk to me like you talk to Moses face to face. Let's talk like that. 
It's like, and do you know that I'm, I sit down with my Bible and I was expecting this deep time of visitation from the Lord. And I was like, it was really like face to face. And he was like, so check this out. And he would tell, and he was just chatting with me and it was so clear. I didn't need a concordance. I didn't need commentary. I didn't need, and he was like, and he even said, slow your roll. I said, slow your roll. He said, slow your roll. I said, okay. And it was so clear what he was saying. And um, you all stay there. I'm just going to read the scripture to you because it so blessed me. This was the answer he gave me. It comes from Isaiah chapter 55. And it comes after the part where, well, we know the part where he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways, my way, saith the Lord. Well, before that, right before that, he said, and I'm in the Amplified Classic, he said, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thought. The wicked in the context in which the Lord was speaking to me, not this poisonous person who just is evil and wicked, but wicked meaning, you know, wicked and wicker have the same root word and it just means twisted. So the wicked man is the one who's twisted in his ways. He's, he's got it twisted. He's not following the Lord's ways and he's getting things all mixed up. And because his ways aren't aligned with the Lord's ways, they're called wicked. Okay. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. The unrighteous, well, the righteous or righteousness is God's way of doing and being right. And so if you're unrighteous, then that means you're not doing God's way. <laughs> and, and you're not doing his way of being right. You're doing your own way of being right. So here the Lord is saying, let the wicked man with his twisted ways forget his ways. And let the unrighteous man forget his thoughts. His thoughts don't line up with my thoughts. Just forget them. And let them return to the Lord. If they return to the Lord, the Lord will have love, pity, and mercy for him. And God will multiply to him his abundant pardon. He's not going to hold it, that craziness against him. He's not going to hold the craziness against him. And this is, this is what I heard God say to me, because the next scripture says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. God is saying, I was never confused. This that is going on right now has never confused me. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. As the heavens are above the earth, that's how my ways are higher than yours. I have always been clear. I've always been clear. So if you would just leave your twisted ways alone and leave your unrighteous thoughts behind and return to me, see, then I can tell you my thoughts. I can show you my ways, it'll be your job to receive them. And then, so I'm going to skip over the part because it doesn't really bear on what I'm saying here. But then that's when he says, you know, for as the rain and snow come down from the heavens and return not there again, but they water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. When God speaks, he's committed to that thing. He's not going to call his word back mid-assignment. Like, oh, no, 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 I didn't mean to do that. I, psych, psych you out. I didn't mean to do that. When God speaks, 
He's committed to what he says. And guess what? His word is committed to him because it does not return to him void. It accomplishes what he pleases. Hallelujah. And it prospers in where he sent it. So God told me, he says, honey, I am committed to my word. And, it, and my word, see my thoughts. I already know my thoughts. And from my thoughts come my words. I'm committed to my words. My word is committed to me. So let me say this to you. Verse 12, for you shall go out with joy and be led forth by your leader, the Lord himself and his word with peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the midst of the craziness, in the midst of what is this? What just what? The Lord himself is going to lead me out. The Lord and his word, they're going to lead me out. Hallelujah. So comforting and so, and, and he's like, you don't even have to look to the worldly solutions. You don't have to look to try to figure out what they're talking about. You, 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 don't, you don't have to worry yourself with that because, like I said, I've always been clear. And if you just come to me, I'll tell you. I was like, okay, that's good. <laughs> that's good. So um, again, the Lord was just emphasizing that we need to be aware that there is a difference between the natural realm and the spiritual realm. And we need to on purpose choose to engage in the spiritual realm. Again, I can't get away from Colossians 3.1. Aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures. What are those rich eternal treasures? The wisdom of God, the peace of God, the joy of God, instructions from God, strategies from God, whatever it is, they are rich eternal treasures that they're going to work here in the natural realm now, but they are also going to have an eternal effect. Glory to God. And now verse two, which is really what I wanted to get to. And set your minds and keep them set on what is above. The higher things, meaning the spiritual realm as opposed to the natural realm. And then it goes on to say, not on the things that are on the earth. Set your minds and keep them set on what is above the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. Know what is available to you. Know the difference between the two realms. Know that whatever you're looking at in the natural, it's temporary. Whether you're looking at the problem or whether you're looking at a solution that you've come up with by yourself, if you're getting it from the natural realm, then it's temporary. But if you're getting it from the spiritual realm, then it's eternal, it's rich, it's real, it's eternal, it's a treasure. And so God is just really wanting us to, to take comfort and to know and to use what you got. As I say, use what you got, baby. 
use what you got. Understand that we have access to the spiritual realm. We have the Holy Spirit who guides us into all truth. We have the Holy Spirit who teaches us all things. We have the Holy Spirit who brings all things to our remembrance. We have the Holy Spirit who plumbs the deep things of God and reveals them to us. We have the spiritual realm at our disposal. We have um, our spiritual armor. We have, um, what does it say? Know that the weapons of our warfare, we have warfare weapons. They're not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We have the word of God, the very word to speak and Holy Spirit to tell us what word to speak. It's not just about grabbing a scripture. It's about getting the scripture for the occasion. And Holy Spirit is the one who ministers that to us. So know what is at your disposal. Hallelujah. Know that God, he says, your leader, the Lord himself and his word will lead you forth in peace. Hallelujah. Shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And we can just rest in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so with that, I would like for us to just go into prayer. We're going to go in a time of just praising him, thanking him, um, thanking him for his love, thanking him for leading us, thanking him for reminding us. We're just going to, let's, let's just enter in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, so much. Glory to God. Lord, how we love you tonight. How we bless you tonight. How we thank you for your gentle reminder. How we thank you for your comfort and for your peace and for your joy. How we thank you for being everything that we need. Glory to God. We thank you, Lord, that you, our leader, the Lord, and your word will lead us out. Yourself, you, yourself, personally, will lead us forth in peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken. In the name of Jesus, oh, we thank you for loving us. Lord, we come to you and we repent tonight. Lord, if there is any wicked way in us, any twisted way where we have tried to do it our way instead of trying to do it, instead of doing it your way, we abandon that way in the name of Jesus and we turn to your way. And Lord, if we repent, if we have been unrighteous in our thoughts and our deeds and our words and our attitudes, anything that is not in conformity with you and your will. Father, we abandon those unrighteous ways in Jesus' name, and we turn to you and we receive, we receive our righteousness, for we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and we receive your righteous instructions, and we obey them and walk them out in Jesus' name. And we thank you for your word in Isaiah 55, Lord, where it says that if we will turn from those wicked ways and if we will abandon those unrighteous thoughts and return to you, Lord, that you will have love and pity and mercy on us, covenant, hasid you have towards us, and that you will 
part, you have abundant pardon for us. You're not holding anything against us. We thank you for that. And now, Lord, that we have turned away from our wicked ways and our unrighteous thoughts, we come to you afresh, Father, and we say we receive your thoughts. We receive your ways in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you are the answer to every question. You are the solution to every problem. And even in the midst of things going wild in this crazy world, none of this has taken you by surprise. You have always been clear on what to do. <laughs> You have always known the way out and you are so excited to share it with us. So Father, we put ourselves in the posture to hear from you. We put ourselves in the posture to receive from you. We put ourselves in the posture to um, obey you, Father. We humble ourselves before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, and we just rejoice. We rejoice, we rejoice. We thank you for your love in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Be thou magnified. Be thou magnified. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.